Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barakatuhu ala ashrafil anbiya ve mursalin. Nebiyyina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme teslime kathira. Ama ba'd. Hayyakum Allah ikhva. Barakallahu fikum. Elhamdülillah. After a couple of weeks break. We return back to the text of Umda Tulfiq, obviously with a slightly different format, different day, and it's the first of the two evening lessons. But, uh, we were we will still be going through the same text as where we left off. And that is, Allah Ta'ala, that is from the next chapter, or the next section of Kitab al-Hajj, which is, the chapter pertaining to the entry of Mecca. Now, here, Ibn Qudam, he mentions يعني, the chapter heading as the Dukhul al-Makkah, entry into Mecca. However, what he goes on and he proceeds to explain is essentially يعني, the Sifatul Umrah, the description of the Umrah itself. And all of this can be regarded as inclusive of the entry into Mecca. When an individual enters into Mecca, that they perform Umrah. That they perform the Umrah. And what they perform, the action of the, of the Umrah will be the Tawaf and the Sa'i. And after that, the person may shave the head. And this all, of course, depends upon what they are, what are the monastic that they're performing? Or what type of hajj are they performing? Or is it just umrah itself that they're performing? Naam. And so all of this is, in, is comprehensive of the entry into Mecca. Naam. Whether irrespective of the person enters into Mecca and he is performing hajj al-tamattu, he'll perform these particular actions. Whether he's entering into Mecca, he's performing hajj al-kiran, he'll do the same thing. But with entering to Mecca and he's performing uh, the Hajj al Ifrad. Or if he's entering to Mecca and he's performing Umrah, just alone. And so, this is what we understand from this discussion here, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. As Ibn Qudama, rahimahullah, begins a mention, Yustahab, and Yadkul al Mecca, min a'laha, wa Yadkul al Masjid, min bab, bani Shayba, iqtida'a bi Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so, The person was mustahab is that he enters Mecca, the individual entering to Mecca with the purpose of performing the Hajj al Umrah, they enter from his highest point. And essentially, as Sheikh Wazan he mentions, the person will enter Mecca in a Sharqiyya. So he will enter Mecca from the east point. Why? Because this is essentially the highest point. I mean, the Sunnah, likewise, from the Sunnah, is that individual yakruj min asfaliha. The individual will leave Mecca from its lowest point. However, this is not wajib. Thereafter, Ibn Qudam he mentions. 
they ancestored from Bab Benisheba. Bab Benisheba. And so, this is Muqabil, this is in front of the Ali the Hajar, Hajar Aswad. It is from this. Al Ben Shaiba, anyone know who Ben Shaiba Who is Ben Shaiba? I the tribe of Ben Shaiba. They are Ben Shaiba. No. Ben Shaiba. They are essentially the, the the tribe that hold the key to the Kaaba. Now the tribe that holds the key to the Kaaba. And so, thereafter, consummation, فَإِذَا رَأَى الْبَيْتِ رَفَعْ يَدَيْهِ وَكَبَّرَ اللَّهِ وَحَلَّلَهِ وَحَمَدَهُ وَدْعَهِ And so, once he enters, he enters into the masjid and he sees the Kaaba. At this point, he raises his hands, praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or makes takbir and praises Allah ta'ala, and supplicates. And so this is, as mentioned here, al-adab al-thani. So it's the second mannerism for the one entering Mecca. So the second manner is for the one entering Mecca. The first being what? Entering from the highest point. The second being the adab of when the person enters the masjid now and the dua that they're making. Naam, wadih. Thereafter, the person begins with tawaf al-umrah. In kana mu'tamiran, aw bit-tawaf al-qudum, in kana mufridan, aw qarinan. And so the person, he performs the tawaf. So he's entered, he's entered, he's made dua, and then he begins the tawaf. Naam, going around the Kaaba. As for the tawaf that he's performing, then this is dependent upon what are the manasik that he is performing. And what are the rites that he's performing. So we said, Essentially, if a person is performing tawaf, how many reasons could they be performing this tawaf? How many reasons? How many reasons? Or how many reasons do you think that person could be performing tawaf? What are the reasons? And what are they after? Three reasons? So Umrah, the Umrah Hajj together, which is what? Hajj Ifrat, no. Tamatwa. Okay, so Umrah or Hajj Tamatwa, okay, there's two reasons. What else? The farewell tour. We're talking about, but this is the person entering now. 
Sayyid. Two. So for Umrah, or Hajj or Tamatta? Taib, do you have any advance on two? It's about an entry in Makkada. There are four. Four reasons. Allah Ta'ala knows best. One is that the person is performing the tawaf or umrah alone. It's just umrah. Type. The second is that the person is performing the tawaf for the umrah, however, with the intent of it being part of their hajj. So they intend to perform the tawaf, they perform umrah, but they intend that Umrah to be part of their Hajj that they perform in the Hajj al-Tamatta. The second would be what then? Tawaf for? Kiran. Naam, the Tawaf, if they perform in Hajj al-Kiran. Tawib. And then the Tawaf, the final one. If they perform in Hajj al-Kiran, then this, had, this is the Tawaf for Umrah as well, of course. Taib. And the last one. The last one. Because everyone needs a coffee today. <laughs> the last one. Hajjul Ifrat. Hajjul Ifrat. And this Tawaf is referred to the Tawaf al Qudum. Naam. The Tawaf where the person is approaching. Naam, the person is approaching Mecca. So these are the four. Should we go again? Should we go again? Mm-hmm. So you have the, the tawaf the person is performing for the Umrah. Just performing Umrah alone. Taib. Which person does throughout the year. Then you have the tawaf where the person is performing tawaf for Umrah with the intent of Hajj, Tamatwa. Naam. So they intend to perform the tawaf, do the actual Umrah, and then come out of Ihram. And they go back to the ihram when they, when they perform the actions of hajj, do the ayam of hajj. Naam. Then you have the third, which is the tawaf. Again, tawaf for umrah, but again with the intent of hajj, but for hajjul kiran. Naam for hajjul kiran. So they intend to do the, the, the tawaf, do the actions of umrah, but remain in the state of ihram. And then you have the final tawaf, which is the tawaf not of umrah, but tawaf of hajj. And this tawaf is a tawaf al-qudum. And the tawaf when they are approaching Mecca. Now, so they've entered into Mecca. And then they perform this tawaf. So just as we have the tawaf, as mentioned by uh, Abu Khalid, the tawaf, the, the farewell tawaf, tawaf al-wada'ah, then we have the tawaf al-qudum as well, the person performing tawaf when they're approaching Mecca, when they come into Mecca. Now, and this is the initial action. And so these are the different types of yani, uh, tawaf the person does. So he intends to perform the tawaf. Thereafter, the upper part of his clothing, naam, he <clears throat> places it under his, under his, uh, his uh, arm, or to his armpit, exposing the shoulder, left shoulder. Exposing left shoulder. 
ويبدأ بحجر الأسود فيستمره ويقبله ويقبله and so he begins the tawaf al-hajr al-aswad, the black stone. He begins the tawaf at the black stone. And so indeed in this, in this scenario, he will make an indication towards it and kiss it. Ahlul-Im, they mention, the scholars, they mention, that if the person is not able to kiss the black stone, due to... Is the ham, yeah, the, the large amount of people, the crowds. Then the individual can suffice with the ishara. Now the individual can suffice with making an indication towards it. Does it make sense? He doesn't have to, it's not a case of he has to kiss the black stone in order for that tawaf to be yani, correct or accepted. Rather, he performs the tawaf uh, by way of beginning at the black stone. And you can make some form of gesture towards it or point towards it with the hand and begin with that. Thereafter, we call Bismillah, Wallahu Akbar, Imanabik, Watastika, Bikitabik, Wafabi Ahdik, Watibali Sun to Nabiak Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And so, Ibn Qudama mentions a particular dua and he mentions this dua that the person states when beginning tawaf. Dua Bismillah Wallahu Akbar Imanan Bik Wa Tasdiqan Bika or Bikitabika Wa Wafa bi Ahdika Wa Tiba'li Sunatin Nabiika Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hence is where it begins. However, the most apparent is that this uh, this particular du'a is not the du'a which is mashru' and that what is mashru' is the takbir na'am the takbir the kalimatan Allahu Akbar that's what is legislated when the person performs the tawaf and so he begins and his the, the bait say the, the, the Kaaba is on his left hand side and he begins And this is a shart, it's a condition for tawaf. The, the Kaaba is on his left hand side. وَيَتُوفْ سَبْعًا And so, he performs the tawaf seven times. وَلَعْبُدْ مِنْهَا And Shaykh for that he mentions وَلَوْ نَقْصَ وَاحِدًا فَلَا بُدْ أَنْ يُكْمِلْ وَيَأْتِ بِهِ And so if, for example, one of them is deficient, so he doesn't, he does six instead of seven, then it's a must that he completes those seven. He does all seven. وَلَا يَسِحَ التَّوَافْ إِلَّا بِسَبْعَةِ الْأَشْوَاتِ And the tawaf is not correct except with the seven circuits, with the seven circuits. And this is in accordance with the action of the Prophet Thereafter, he mentions, وَيَرْمُلْ فِي فَلَافِتِ الْأَوَّلِ So in the first three circuits, 
he makes he he does he goes around in a faster manner, yani a light lighter jog. Now so the first three circuits he goes around in a lighter jog. And so the first three essentially are going to be faster than the remaining four. And he does so by way of this lighter or this light uh, action with the taqarub al khutwa. So each step is close to each other. Naam, each step is close to each other. So when essentially he's jogging around, he goes with each step close to one another. Now, as for the remaining four, Wayamshi. As for the remaining four, then he walks around. So the remaining four circuits, he walks around. Now, and where he finds himself between the Hajar. يعني between the Rukun al-Yamani أفضل الحجر then he states the dua ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكنا عذاب النار the Oval Lord grant us in the dunya that which is good and the Akhla which is good and save us from the from the punishment of the hellfire and that which is, has been narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That was been narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And within this time of the of the Tawaf, he makes general dua as well. He makes general dua for anything or with anything that is to his liking, or that which he wishes to make to offer, what he wishes to supplicate for. And this is what he does within those circuits. So he makes to for anything that he wishes, essentially. Thereafter, he, he performs the salah, or performs two raka'ah, in the Maqam Ibrahim. In the course of the eye of Allah Taala, Maqam Ibrahim Masalla. And they took Maqam Ibrahim, the station of Ibrahim, as a Masalla, as a place of Salah. And so this is, of course, with the Scenario or based on the scenario that the person has the ability to pray in that particular place. Why? Because the Maqam Ibrahim essentially is a small place in, 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 in relation to the amount of people that generally will be there performing a tawaf. So, Ahl al they mentioned that the person he, he seeks to perform the, perform the salah at Maqam Ibrahim. Now, this is from the sunnah. However, 
If he's not able to do so, then he suffices with performing a raka'atain in anywhere within the masjid. Now, and performs a raka'atain anywhere within the masjid. And thereafter, he goes back, Yirud, ila rukun. Rukun al Yamani. And points towards it. Wayakhruj ila Safa. Then he goes to Safa. Naam, to the mount, the mountain of Safa. Wayatimin Babihi. There's a particular gate that takes you towards Safa. Now, which is to the side of the masjid. And this essentially is the beginning of the saying. And so he, the individual, ascends upon Safa. And it's from the sunnah of the saying. That he ascends upon Safa and ascends from Marwa as well, the two mounts. And so this is from the sunnah. Uh, this is the actual sunnah. However, it's not a wajib. What is the wajib? Is the person completes the distance between the two. Going between Safa and Marwa. Naam. Going between Safa and Marwa. This is the wajib. As for the ascension, then this is from the sunnah of the action. Thereafter, the person makes dua. And makes takbir whilst facing the Qibla. By way of a statement, La ilaha illallah wahduhu la sharika. He states, La ilaha illallah wahduhu la sharika. Thereafter, he descends and performs the sa'i. Naam. And so, within the Sa'i as well, at action between Safa and Marwa, the individual performs this, similar to the Tawaf, seven circuits. Now I'm seven circuits. And then between Safa and Marwa, between Safa and Marwa, there is a portion where the individual will again yarmur. So he'll begin to traverse quickly. Now, again with the steps, small, small steps between one another. And so this is a particular section between the two mounts. A particular section between the two mounts. And then once he's left Safa and he does that, he reaches, and he reaches Marwa, he ascends and he does the same thing. Naam, takbir, the, the tahleel, as well as the dua. Naam. And then after that, he descends and he walks until it's at the point where he has to jog slightly. And so, essentially, if the person has done the sa'i correctly, then he will begin at Safa and end at Marwa. Naam, because it's seven times. Sah? So, begins, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, he ends at seven. Naam. And it's not as some erroneously, people erroneously believe that it's 
Safa to Marwa, Marwa to Safa, that's one. Naam, this is the error. But it's one from one direction to the other, that's one circuit. And this is how the person concludes that. So he'll begin, he'll begin it at Safa and end the Sa'i at Marwa. And then he will shorten the hair if he's performing Umrah. And so, except for the one that is mutamatta' or the mufrid or qadin, then he doesn't leave the state of ihram. But he shortens the hair, this is the, the end of the, I to signal the end of those actions. So, what are the two options when it comes to the hair? What are the two options? Is it a case that it always has to shorten? You shorten, you can shave it all. Naam. And which of the two is better? Shaving. Why? Sunnah. You shorten sunnah too? You can say shorten the sunnah too. But why is the, why would you say the shaving is better? The water every hair coming off? Nadafa. يعني تكسير في نظافة إن شاء الله نعم because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he supplicated three times for the one that shaved off the head whilst he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam supplicated how many times the one that shortened once so the one that shortened he alayhi salatu wa supplicated for them once for the one that Shaved, he supplicates them three times. So, however, here Ibn Qadama, he mentions the shortening specifically and not the shaving. Why? Because you're going to return to do it again. Because we mentioned three, four scenarios, sorry. Four scenarios where a person would be doing the tawaf and the sa'i. Sah? In all of them except for the umrah, the person's going to be doing other manasik after that. I for hajj. Which after that will need some some form of cutting of the hair, so and it'll be and usually in a short space of time. Hence, why when a person is performing the manasik or performing the tawaf and then performing the sa'i, and he concludes that he shortens the hair in anticipation of the fact that he's gonna is gonna come a point where he's gonna have to shorten it again or shave it again at the end of the manasik al hajj. Or some of the monastic of Hajj. So, this is why uh, Ibn Qadama mentions here the shortening specifically. Naam, due to that which is ghalib. Due to that which is, uh, takes precedence. And that which is the majority of the cases. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And Ibn Qadama finally mentions, وَالْمَرْأَ كَالْرَجَلِ إِلَّا أَنَّهَا لَا تَرْمُلْ and he mentions that the woman is like the man except that she does not 
drunk during the Tawaf, nor the Sa'i. Now, it's, just, it's, not, it's not required to do those particular actions from the woman. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And so everything that's been mentioned from these actions are for the woman to perform as well. Everything that's been mentioned are for the woman to perform. However, uh, except for the, the jogging. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Would advise anyone to let their wife shave their hair? But <laughs> but there's they but they, they take a, a, a small amount of hair, and it's then that suffices with the, uh, the 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 ending of the those action. Yeah, I don't want to bald like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, so yeah, it's, it's, it can suffice with just the the, the the amount, the same amount of a fingertip. Now, essentially, in in that case, in in this scenario, it's just the. Uh, um, the, it's the significance of it is the case that you've cut something to signify that you've completed those monastic. You've completed those actions. Wallahu a'alam. No. But as Khun uh, Abu mentions, no one is, uh, the, the bood wife isn't, uh, isn't, isn't matluba. You don't want a bood wife. <laughs> no. Yes. So generally what we understand from the Person, if he, if, he, if he's not able to pray within the Maqam Ibrahim, 
then there's no significance of anywhere else that he prays. As long as he's praying within the masjid, then it suffices with that, inshallah. So the, the, the scenario that you mentioned where he prays in line with it, it wouldn't say that's even more, that's, that holds more significance than anywhere else in the masjid. No. Wallah. Inshallah, next week, next week, no, next week, I believe we will be going on, we'll go on to the chapter regarding the Sifat al-Hajj, in the description of the Hajj, now in the description of the Hajj of Prophet Sallallahu as we mentioned previously, we tend to read through the Hadith, the Hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah, where he describes the Hajj of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, now. Para o